It is a story that has gathered massive interest across the country. The disappearance of Nicola Bully. Nicola, a 45-year-old mother of two, disappeared almost three weeks ago, whilst walking along the river wire with her dog Willow. Despite a massive search in St Michael's on Weir, a small village on the Fylde in Lancashire, no trace of Nicola has been found yet. Speculation is rife. The investigation continues. And covering the story is Alice Suffield, a reporter for Lanx Live. On this special episode of Testimony, Alice gives us the background of Nicola's disappearance, the impact on the community in St Michael's, and how some are hindering the police's investigation. First, Alice tells the podcast the timeline of the events on the 27th of January, 2023. Yeah, so this is the third week of the investigation now since Nicola was last seen. Police have been working tirelessly in these three weeks. Um, The investigation has made headlines across the country and indeed around the world because it's such an unusual set of circumstances. So the police, since Nicola was last seen, they have provided us with an incredibly comprehensive timeline regarding the circumstances of her disappearance. So for those that don't know, Nicola was last seen walking her dog along the bank of the River Wire near a small town called St Michael's on Wire. The town itself is, it's not even a town, it's a village, it's tiny. Um, so for something like this to happen in that area, it's really, really unusual. So she was seen, she was actually taking her kids to school that morning, it's all part of a morning routine. She'd drop them off, pick the dog up, and she'd walk down the riverbank. So the timeline that they've put together, she was seen um, on the path at quarter to eight on the 27th. She was then seen by a dog walker again at 8.50. She emailed a boss at 8.53 and joined a team's call at 9.01. She was seen by a witness at 10 past nine, and that is the last time anyone can say they've seen Nicola. So her phone was logged onto the team's call until it ended at at half past nine and then her phone and the dog willow were found by another walker so since then the police have searched the river they've searched all the way down to morecambe bay they've searched the caravan park that's a new uh the new search that they've done and they've knocked throughout the town of st michael's so that's really where we are obviously new information comes forward every day but the main hypothesis of the police is still that she fell into the river so you've been to the press conference today and um, we're recording this on the 15th of February what did you find out at the press conference so the press conference today was in my opinion it was a reminder from the police that they are still looking they didn't have any real new information other than they still believe that she fell in the river. They do not think there's been any criminal involvement at this time, although they have said they are keeping an open mind. They've also asked, which I think is actually really quite heartbreaking for a case like this, um, especially from a family's point of view. They had to ask people to stop introducing false evidence and false trails into the case. It's distracting them from what they're looking for. And people may not think they're doing it maliciously, But we've seen it ourselves on our site. Other sites across the country have seen it. People are so invested that they're speculating. They're putting out their messages. So, for example, today I've had to take a comment down from our site. It was a YouTube video from someone that's basically decided that Nicola's been taken by someone. 
and they've put that out there. The family can see that. The friends of it can see that. It's horrible. And the police today, among many other things, among discussing new lines of inquiry, I've had to remind people that at the heart of this, there is a woman that's gone missing, leaving her partner and two young children behind. And I think it's it's just... It actually, it, it baffles me a little bit. It's something I've not seen before. As for other parts of the press conference, a report of this stained glove came out. I don't know if you've you've heard about it yet. Um, it's come from The Sun, and the report is that some uh, people that have taken it upon themselves to help the investigation have reported that they found this stained glove. We don't know anything more about that at this point in time, um, other than it's just a new piece of evidence. They've also debunked reports of the fishermen by the river, which... I agree with the superintendent. There is no reason why fishermen wouldn't be by a river. It's not suspicious to me at all. And they've also uh, debunked the red van, the suspicious red van. Both of these they've looked into and they've both said they're not suspicious. So they're just following on uh, the line of inquiry that she's gone in the river and they're continuing to search the areas that they've searched previously. I mean, something like a missing persons case, it's very time sensitive after they've gone missing. And the last thing you need is to add more time debunking things where, like you said, people might think they're being helpful. Some people might be malicious, but that's adding time onto something that's already time sensitive. Yeah, I mean, they have said that um, in every press conference I've been to, the longer that goes on from the day she went missing, obviously this this coming Friday, it'll be the third week of, of since she's gone missing. Um, obviously, it's an incredibly long time for it to still be a missing persons case. Uh, normally, there's been a development one way or another at this point, which I think is why it's it's garnered so much attention because I was asked the question today, actually, of um, why they're holding this press conference, you know, if, the, if there's nothing new to tell us. I think, you know, it's to remind people that they are still looking, but also if they've nothing new to tell us, it's just... It's oh, it's just so bizarre to me that they have nothing. There's no evidence either way, um, and it must be so heartbreaking for the family to not have an answer of whether she's been taken or whether she's you know uh, fallen in. Those are the, the some of the hypotheses the police are working for, towards. What have the family said so far? The family, in particular, um, Paul Ansel, Nicola's partner, um, he's been very vocal that he doesn't believe that she's gone in the river. He says there's no evidence. The police, this is something the police have also confirmed. There's no evidence that she has gone in the river, but there's no evidence that she's gone anywhere else. He is just desperate as as the rest of the family are to bring her home. He says it's, he doesn't believe that it's real and he just is fighting every day for his girls because that's the only thing that's keeping him going at the moment. I don't know if you remember the interview that her uh, mum and Nicola's mum and dad did. They very much believe the same sort of thing, that they don't believe she's gone in the river. Obviously, it's really hard, especially knowing that if uh, your daughter was a really strong swimmer, as it's come out that she was. It's hard to follow that hypothesis, obviously, knowing the person so well. In terms of like a friend's, one of her friends has had to sadly put out a list of like myth debunking like facts, um, basically just addressing some of the most popular questions that are being asked on social media. Um, so the fact that she was a good swimmer, the fact that it was part of a daily routine, what she was doing, just confirming what she was wearing, that sort of thing. It's really, imagine having to do that when someone's gone missing, actually being like, actually, she could swim. Actually, you know, this is, this is what we're confirming now. Um, I can't, fathom what they must be going through it must be really really hard especially as now we're in the third week why do you think there's been so much interest in this story in particular i think you know it's got a lot to do with the circumstances as i mentioned earlier the complete lack of evidence pointed in any sort of direction it makes it really hard for the police and us as press and the public to 
you know, get a grasp of what has happened. Um, missing people, they either show up or they don't. And obviously to have no sign of either at this point is is really quite, it's quite concerning. But it also is gripping the attention of the public, which is why I think she's getting, the case is getting so much attention. Obviously that doesn't make it any easier for the family or her friends, but that is why. There has been some stories in the media recently that have come out about people that are upset that this woman um, is getting so much attention, of which, of course, her case deserves. But why haven't their relatives that have gone missing received the same amount of attention? I remember coming across the story of um, the daughter of a gentleman who uh, they say the police say fell into the river in very similar circumstances. But we've not heard about that to the same level that we've heard about this. Obviously, all anyone wants from these cases is for them to be found safe and well. But it, it's. I think I would like to say it's my opinion that the popularity or the infamy surrounding this case I don't think it's doing any favours to be honest I think it's harming the family I think it's hindering the police investigation and I think it's really bringing out an ugly side of people um, especially seeing what I see on social media on our posts on other sites posts it's causing people that wouldn't normally engage in this sort of behaviour to, to offer their opinions about what's happened to this woman and I think a lot of people because it's so notorious at this point I don't know I don't know notorious is the right word but I think it's causing people to forget that there is a real person at the centre of this. There's been some ghoulish elements in terms of people visiting the area or offering the well they say it's help but like you say it could be a hindrance could you give some examples of, of that sort of that crass and horrible side that's come from it? Yeah absolutely and um, it's it's absolutely shocking to me that I'm even having this conversation, if I'm being honest. Um, some of the stuff that we've seen um, in terms of stuff that's been reported to us, like I mentioned earlier, there's the YouTube videos, there's the TikToks, there's people that have travelled from Liverpool, from Scotland, to come to this village, which is a beautiful village, by the way. It's somewhere that, under normal circumstances, we would write about as a destination feature, somewhere for people to go and visit. It's beautiful. The walk that she was on is incredibly scenic but people aren't coming for that they're coming to try and you know search the riverbanks they, they don't think the police have done the right job they've come to investigate themselves imagine coming from as far away as liverpool to a tiny town in lancashire to, to to search for this woman that you know nothing about it absolutely baffles me people have actually been arrested over sending malicious messages to members of nicola's family to their to her friends the police have had to intervene on that level and it's taken away from their resources looking for Nicola. I don't know how aware you are of the abandoned mansion that's not abandoned, it's lived in. Um, people have been coming to search the abandoned mansion. The police have had to tell people to stay away. They've had to offer sort of levels of protection for the people. Um, I remember seeing, actually, a particularly horrible video of um, a gentleman that was spotted on the land near that mansion. And it was next to a picture of the alleged killer of Nicola Bully. Obviously, we, we don't know if that's the case. The hypothesis is she fell in the river, but this say this um, this psychic medium has drawn a picture of what she, the person she thinks that Nicola Bully's killer looks like and um, has held it up next to this person that allegedly was seen on the land nearby. All this speculation is horrible. Imagine if you're that poor man and you're being named as this woman's killer that hasn't even been confirmed dead yet. It's it's absolutely shocking to me. There's been um, seances uh, held as far down as Portsmouth, um, where people are looking at images of the site and sort of 
you know, trying to get a feel of what happens. Like it's 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 almost like people are treating it as a game, but it's not a game. It's this woman's life, it's a family's life, it's a daughter's lives that are affected by this, as well as people that are coming forward, people that have been asked to help in police inquiries are getting abuse online. It's speculation, oh, I bet she was involved, stuff like that. It's it's not on. It is absolutely not on. And as I've said, it's like people have forgotten that this is someone's life that they're dealing with and they just don't seem to care. It's an infringement into privacy and potentially grief. So, you know, we, we don't know, like I said, we don't know what's happened to Nicola yet. Exactly, exactly. We don't. There is no evidence of anything. As I've said, the police are continuing their investigations. Um, everything the police tell us, we tell the public. The public has all the information that the police have given us as reporters. For them people to be speculating like this, for the police to have to step up and say, please don't do this, you're disrupting our investigation. I just, I actually can't fathom that this is happening, especially on a case that's so sensitive as a missing persons case. As a journalist, we have restrictions. Well, well, but number one, it's legal restrictions, but I think decency restrictions as well. Ethically, we've we've got to find the right way to cover it. How have you found, what's been your perspective on this? How have you found reporting on this story personally? Um, for me, I think it's been quite hard. Um I think there is the misconception that journalists know a lot more than they're letting on. Um, for me, I've had friends, family, uh, people, at, acquaintances, people I barely know come up to me and go, what do you think's happened to Nicola? And I turn around and say, I know as much as you do. I've written the stories that you read. I know nothing more than I am, I've already put out there to the public. All our information comes from the police and that's all I know. It also makes it incredibly hard um, when you've got this sort of, you know, your friends and family asking you, it makes it hard to not take on board their speculation. So obviously everybody has an opinion of what's happened, whether that be right, wrong. Everyone everyone has some sort of idea of what they think's happened. And, you know, it's hard as a, as a reporter to separate, you know, that side of human nature that causes people to sort of want to, you know, talk about it and talk about what they think's happened and then remember that you've got you've got the facts and the facts that you need to write and you need to remind people actually no we don't know if that's happened actually no we don't know that this is the case um and it's made it quite hard in that sort of sense um the other thing it's quite close to home for me i'm i'm, I'm from preston so st michael's is maybe 10 miles away it's about an half an hour drive it's not far at all and um, like I said, it's an absolutely gorgeous place. It's beautiful. For it to be happening so close to home with a woman that lived not that far away, it's quite. It it's it gives that real, very real reminder that it could be any of us, could be any of us that have walked down by the river, that have you know not come home that night to the family, and it's it's been a big sort of reality check actually that you know that it could happen to any one of us. Let's talk about St. Michael's. Uh, you know, you've been on the ground, you've been talking to the people there. Can you describe sort of the impact on the town and what the residents have been saying to you? Yeah, um, I think from what I've seen, it's it's taken the town completely by surprise. When I've been sort of talking to residents, um, the words they've sort of said to me are, they're, they're shocked, it's surreal, they don't believe it's happening, they can't believe the attention that they're tiny village is is garnering from the rest of the country and indeed the world it's like all eyes are on them and I think that's part of the reason 
why um, they're so keen to be seen to be helping but also it's an incredibly tight community um, someone said to me when I um, was speaking to residents it's the type where you know your neighbours names you know the children that live elsewhere in the county uh, you know when you know that you see them walking the dog you'll say hello and have a catch up everyone knows everyone and people will have known Nicola and that's why they're so keen to sort of help find because she was she was one of theirs even though she lived in Inskip she came regularly people knew who she was they said hello I remember speaking to one gentleman and he said that he was 84 he lived with his wife and he said that he couldn't remember a time in his life he's lived in St Michael's all of his life he can't remember anything of this size scale or anything like this happening before and he said it's it's almost like he doesn't know the village anymore. It's it's not the village he knew when he grew up in, which I think's a real shame, but it's also such a testament to how unusual this this incident is. You'll be continuing to report on the story as it develops. Alice Suffield, a reporter at Langslide, thank you very much for your time today. To learn more about the disappearance of Nicola Bully, visit the Langslide website. Blanks.life Testimony is a loadable production for Lanks Live. It was presented and produced by Daniel J. McLaughlin, featuring Alice Suffield. You can listen to previous episodes of our podcast on all the major platforms, including Spotify, Apple, Google, and more. Goodbye.